the path of the witch is so unique. The, the gift of witchcraft. I was able to see, hear, and communicate with spirits. A very personal relationship between a person and spirit. Carnal lust and some things like that. Working with different energies and spirits and communicating. Creating magic. Powerful yeah. ritual and well, powerful spells. She's actually sitting in the cold. The role of the witch is to make change. Let's it be, y'all. Let's it be. People ask me, like, okay, I'm a witch, and I don't know what to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to That Witch Life Podcast. I'm your host, Hillary, uh, and I am joined by my co-host, Kanani. Hello. And Courtney. Hey. And we are super excited because we have Amy Chesery joining us to discuss her wonderful magical planning coloring book, which I'm super excited to hear more about. Uh, And Courtney is giving us plans for the next full moon. That's right. So yeah, which hopefully doesn't involve beavers or quincunks. So because especially since this is our 69th episode, uh, okay. I was that would really be like, <laughs> were you nervous? Were you nervous? Were you like, I was oh, scared. Fuck, no, please. I was scared. I was pulling my nose together. I'm like, oh God, I'm not going to actually, are this you going to talk is- a lot about Uranus? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> we're children. No, <laughs> I might anyway. I might just do it anyway. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, how has everyone been doing? Courtney, you taught a class recently. Uh, yeah, my voice is a little hoarse cause I literally just finished teaching my Morgan class about five minutes ago. And, um, um, I actually finished, finished the edits of my Hecate book over the weekend. Fuck and- yes. <laughs> oh my you God. You guys. It. I got another one star review on, on, um, Oh my God, please read it. It's so good. Hold on. Please read it, but like, see if you can pretend to be someone else's voice. Okay. I give up on this. I read comma, like comma, 50 pages, and I just don't, in all caps, care. (laughs) That's literally what it, that's all it says. Did I write that review? I don't know. Is your I like looked at it, but I'm oh like, my god! Your, the use of the extra commas that I read, comma like comma fifty pages, and I just don't care. I'm like, okay. Oh like, my god! That's like amazing. someone, someone was like, can we stitch him- that on a pillow? Because that's yeah, like my like, life story. Someone felt compelled. You never would have read fifty pages, Kanani. Yeah, saying. you would have read like maybe not, fifty words. This is how I know. Words. That's how we know it wasn't Kanani. That's how we know it wasn't Kanani. Is because this person read like comma fifty pages, and I just don't care. <laughs> oh my god! That is now that's my pretty. That's that, pretty fucking hilarious. I want that stitched on a pillow. Seriously, That's I want that like, stitched on a pillow. We need to start a whole... So, like, I don't know if you've ever watched... Is it Jimmy Kimmel? I think it's Jimmy Kimmel, where they have, like, celebrities reading Read mean tweets. Read the mean tweets. Oh, yes. so good. It's so fucking funny. And it's like, that's what that reminds me of, because it's like... 
and I just don't, don't care. care. I'm like, okay, well, and here's the thing. When I would actually tweet my bad reviews, people thought that I was complaining and would be like, don't feel bad. Don't read the reviews. I'm like, no, I'm actually laughing. They're like, are you laughing? Cause you're actually crying. I'm like, yes, but that's like, a lot of, those are about regrets and, th- and paths untaken. I'm not doing that over my reviews. My reviews, I literally laugh at like, I read like 50 pages and I just don't care. I'm like, God damn it. That's so good. Oh my God. I seriously want to just like troll books on the internet and just copy and paste that. Well, some, some authors don't, some authors don't take it as well as I do. But like, (laughs) no, I don't actually want to hurt anyone's feelings. Oh, Oh there are are asinine. It's like, how could that hurt your feelings? Because it's just so ridiculous. (laughs) Well, I think for me, it comes from having a theater background where you're so used to being told you're absolute shit. Like when Hillary and I used to do theater together, we heard that every day. Oh my God, every day. (laughs) And so now when people said that. Actually, no, you no. would have been nicer. That's true. You were actually, you were very nice. You came to all of our shows. Yeah, and you, you did. Always, I did. Whether Hillary knows that or not. Yeah. I no, I do know that. I, I do know that. All of them. I was and even, you were like very supportive. You yes. were like nice. You didn't tell us, first of all, you didn't give us quote unquote feedback in which <laughs> you just said, I don't know. It's just fucking terrible. Like, <laughs> I were like, watched like cool. 50 minutes and then like, I just don't asleep. care. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I watched the first act and then was like, I just don't care. I walked into the theater. I sat down. I realized, I realized the realized, serve popcorn in the theater. And so I realized I just don't, don't care. care. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to start what? doing that all the time. Like, like when the, when I get our power bill and they're like, have you not paid this yet? I'll be like, I, I gave up on it. I read like two sentences of the bill and, and I, I just, just, just don't, don't care. <laughs> so good. Oh my God. So wow. Wow. That made, that made me so happy. I'm like, okay, second best review ever. The first oh, one was amazing. The, the one I read last week. This one was like, okay, this one is so good. It's so good. It's so, so that's how I'm funny. That's how I'm doing. Um, in addition, my husband and I got terrible news over the weekend, which I'm not going to explain. No, I'm not dying. No, no one around us is dying, but it was still very disappointing. I will eventually explain it. But um, most of most of the weekend was spent drinking too much wine and eating foods that were bad for me, which makes me sound like Kanani. But um, and us discussing I, burying my husband in your backyard. Oh, that did come That's up. That's true. We almost buried your husband in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And then my yeah. husband yeah. got nervous because he's afraid that one of these times we're actually going to mean it. Cause it's me. He goes, you cannot, she can, no, Kanani cannot bury a body here. And I'm like, honey, she's not really You're like, serious. it was a joke. <laughs> this time. I mean, if he's uncomfortable with the backyard this and he time. insists on the front yard, the front I suppose yard. that's okay. Could be the front yard. There we go. <laughs> we could just put it in, in Brian's trunk of his car. But what was, what was really funny is I almost texted you today because it was like two days ago where I was just, I was so over my husband. We've been doing so many projects around the house. We kicked the kids out. They went to the grandparents for the weekend so that they wouldn't be underfoot while we were trying to accomplish like these 8 million tasks. And so the whole time he and I were just at each other's throats and we were super tired and we got it all done. And eventually, you know, we kind of found our rhythm and it was fine. But the first, like first day, I wasn't sure our marriage was going to survive. 
And then we were doing some laundry and there's one sock. Oh no. Thank you. Exactly. So I was going to text you today that every time my husband walked by and saw this single sock that we still haven't found the other one for, I was fairly certain he was going to bury himself in your backyard because he would just, he is, he's still pissed. Every time he sees it, he has to say out loud, I fucking hate that sock. Where's that other sock? Where's the other sock? He is losing his mind because we never lose socks or laundry. He's super anal retentive about like making sure there's pairs for everything that goes in. And, and I just like fucking dump the whole hamper into the, you're like, I don't give a shit. I'm just like, yeah, you just don't care. I was going to text you to say my husband, my husband might be burying himself in your backyard. If we don't find this other sock again soon. Ichabod will help him. Ichabod has already dug a hole big enough to bury a body anyway if you fold it up. Oh, there you go. So he's like, he's like done the work ahead of time, which is like perfect. (laughs) He's just going to go, you know what? I tried to find the other sock and then I realized I just don't care. And then he (laughs) digs himself in a hole. (laughs) I mean, exactly. (laughs) Is this actually funny or is this funny only to us? I don't know. Probably just to us. I'm just so over, (laughs) I'm so overly exhausted. Like, because I'm just doing everything I can to put that moving mojo out there, selling this place, buying a place with a yard, all that stuff. Well, I am so exhausted that I can. Yeah, you're you're actually really going to like my full moon spell this month because I think it was. I I was going to say what I really want to know is what magic are you doing to make that happen? Whatever magic she, I tell her to do because she's not going to do it on her own. That's, that's true. That's true. So, like, that's Courtney, if you could explain maybe. <laughs> actually, one of the things I have is I actually have a um, – I wrote all the things down I want in the new house. Nice. And, and the things that kind of I want to come to fruition. And I actually I love have a that. candle that I've been burning on top of Yes. That. All right. All right. Are you like are you like using printouts from Redfin and Zillow? Like, please bring me this house, spirits. I'd like a house that looks like this. I should actually, that's not a bad idea, but uh, no, totally. what I've just done is like, uh, it's just like, these are the things that I want. Like I want this many bedrooms. I want, you know, this kind of yard. I want, I know. want, I want a, I want a rose quartz bathtub, but I want Jason Momoa oh, to fill it up for me every single night. Oh God, night. I want a fucking rose quartz bathtub, please. I love how, I love how Hillary's like rose quartz bathtub, fuck Jason Momoa, but yeah, I just want the rose I mean, like, quartz whatever. bathtub. But like, <laughs> he's Okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm also, so like, I am also in the coming, you know, bringing homes into fruition process, um, and have been working some magic there and it's shit is moving fast. Like suddenly it was like, Oh wait, I did, I did work some magic on the solstice. Uh, that was like one of the things that I, uh, that I worked on and I was like, Oh wait, Oh my God, I'm already ready. I'm like, approved to buy like holy shit what happened how did this happen like <laughs> yeah and you know it maybe it's kind of ironic that that just seemed to happen around the time that I did a spell to say Hillary move into my town and hang oh my out God. with me more up and, and then I found a house that I like down there you little bitch I know what you were doing <laughs> you know what's really funny is so when I was telling Courtney I think our listeners will appreciate this when I was telling Courtney that I like I mostly am looking in the Portland area but like I just you know I've peeked at areas outside of there and just for funsies, I was like, well, I wonder what's near Courtney because she's always giving me shit about moving to McMinnville. Uh, and I was like, God damn it. There's a fucking cute property down there. <laughs> it is cute. You have to send like, it to Kanani. But what's she's really, decorated for you. It's so what's, cute. 
What's really funny is that Courtney's like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over there and I'm going to like dress in like witch garb and I'm going to act like I'm doing some sort of weird spell. And when people ask what I'm doing, I'm going to tell them that there's a poltergeist in the house and I'm trying to do an exorcism. I and, think that's going to happen. Yeah. And so that, that way no one will want to buy it. And then they'll have to lower the price and then you grand. can buy it. Buy like a hundred grand <laughs> and then you can buy it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I, I approve of this plan. I mean, when I said, when I said that I was going to use magic to help, you know, bring a house into fruition, I didn't quite picture it that way, but I'm, I'm in, you know, yeah, like whatever. Do whatever works, man. I'm right? going to do I'm like down. some, some Blair Witch Project shit. Like I'm going to have my husband drive me over there in the middle of the night and be like, I just left this house. It's full of, oh my God, what was that? And then like smash the camera and then like share it with the property address. Like this happened at this house. <laughs> And nobody will want that house. And Hillary will buy that house. And then you're going to be, you're going to be the crazy witch lady who bought the haunted house. Well, yeah, because then when people are like, oh my God, I can't believe you bought a haunted house. I'd be like, I'm a witch. It's fine. You're like, <laughs> and then no one would be my friend also. You're like, if no I'm in the house, if I'm in the house, then it's haunted. Okay. I just need to yeah. show up. It's fine. <laughs> it's so funny. That's awesome. No, I mean, like, realistically, though, I'm mostly focusing on areas near my house right now. For Even now, you are. But I haven't finished say, my I, spell. I haven't finished oh, my dear. spell. I love that you're like, I'm going to cast a spell to draw you towards me. I got some double toiling and troubling to finish. Ha -ha. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to laugh so hard if you end up in McMinnville. So, uh, Courtney... <laughs> <laughs> Segway. God, we are tell so clumsy about, with our segways. Tell us about... Uranuses and quincuxes <laughs> and beavers. Oh my. Oh God. <laughs> what about Uranus? <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Here we are. Okay. Well, listen, tell, us about, tell us about this January full moon magic, Courtney. All right. So this full moon in January, according to the Farmer's Almanac, is known as the Wolf Moon. And this moon was named as such by the Almanac after drawing from Indigenous American, Colonial American, and European sources. It's thought that January's full moon came to be known as the Wolf Moon because wolves were um, often heard to be howling more at this time. So um, it was traditionally believed that how the wolves howled due to hunger during the winter, but we know today that wolves howl for lots of reasons. Um, so howling and other wolf vocalizations are often used to define territory, locate pack members, reinforce social bounds, and coordinate hunting. So actually, this is a good full moon for house hunting because it is about defining your territory. So both of you can use this Ooh. magic to figure out where, yes, where is your den going to be for your specific little wolf packs? Nice. Yeah. So other traditional names for the January moon um, emphasize the harsh coldness of the season, particularly if you go further north in North America. So the cold moon or the frost exploding moon, both of which are Cree terms, the freeze up moon called as such by the Algonquin and the severe moon and hard moon, which are called such by the Dakota. So if you're using wolf moon as inspiration, maybe you're not necessarily looking for a new place to live, but I do think this would be a good moon for that. But thinking of wolves and their community oriented mind, this is a really great time to do magic to strengthen community or bonds with those you are close to. So particularly as this pandemic has done a tough number on relationships, like you know, spending too much time together with the people you live with and not seeing the people you love who you don't live with. This is a great time to really work on strengthening these bonds. 
So one way to do this is to carve, is to get, um, get a candle or a series of candles. If you're just using one candle, um, carve your name into it or your initials along with the initials or the names of other people that you want to be and strengthen your bonds to. Or what I like to do, if this is feasible for you, is to get several candles, one for each person whose bonds you want to strengthen and improve, carve those names or um, initials into them, tie the candles together, and burn them so that the candles meld together. Okay? So Ooh, they all kind of melt nice. down into, yeah, it melts down into a... Um, a big, you know, a big thing, like a big plate Communal of wax. thing of wax. Yeah. Communal thing of wax is exactly what I was going to say. The moon is actually conjunct Saturn. So it's a really good time to fix things into place. So again, coming back to the magic you two are doing with trying to get your house, it's about like fixing the things you really want to make happen. Like I want this house. I want it to have this much space or this, the, these kind of amenities, or it's in this kind of location. This is what I need. It's also a really great time friends. If you did make new year's resolutions and they've fallen away from you. Now you can bring them back and commit to them during this moon. You're more likely to stick with them because Saturn is all about restrictions. Um, so this is a really good time to do that. So, so yeah, really a really excellent moon for, um, you know, finding, finding your place, uh, connecting with your community. We had somebody who asked recently about, ways that they could find community. This is also a good moon for that. So really drawing on that wolf energy. And what I would also recommend is send some of that wolf energy to actual wolves. Many of them in different parts of the country have lost their endangered species protection. And so mm. then they are now um, under threat again, and their numbers are really not high enough for them to successfully rebound without protection. So they still need our protection. So I will, I think that since we're using the energies of the wolf moon, let's give some of that back. Um, if you're in the United States, especially if you live in a country where there's wolves. I mean, wolves have, have faced threats all over the world. And if you don't have wolves where you are, think about a different animal that's, um, under pressure from, um, from, you know, human, uh, human interference or human, you know, encroaching on impact, territory. Yeah. And, and thank you, human impact. And then see what you can give to them. So I like the January full moon. I actually hate the month of January. It is oh, my God, least me too. It's favorite my least favorite month. month. I hate it so much, but the wolf full moon is one of my very favorites for the reasons I mentioned. It's really great to work on those things. So fantastic. Well, I mean, that at least makes January mildly tolerable. <laughs> I actually think I like January, but that's oh. because my December is such a cluster that it's just over. <laughs> it's like the holidays are over. I, my daughter's birthday's over. Like all of these different events that all, and my other family members whose birthdays are in December, like all of these events that all happen in December and make December insane. It's like all of a sudden January is like this kind of big, like there's nothing to do. Yeah. This is right? wonderful. There's nothing to do. You're, you're like, oh my God, I don't have to do anything. And I'm like, oh my God, all the excitement is over. What can I even do with my life? <laughs> I know. It's like, I have no excuse. I have to, no purpose. <laughs> no excuse to just party. I mean, oh I probably God, should just yeah. create one. But I think especially with this pandemic, I'm really oh. feeling the January blahs in a yeah, major same. way. And, same. you know, getting some, I think that's why I laugh so hard at that really stupid. 
at that really ridiculous review because it has been such a hard couple of weeks for me and my husband that my sense of humor was in a really warped place where I'm like, <laughs> good. You know what I laughed so hard at? I like re-listened to our blooper reel. <laughs> Our advertising blooper reel. Oh. So for those for our Patreon, our Patreon uh, subscribers will know what we're talking about. Uh, we so Courtney put together for those of you that don't and are like, what the fuck is Hillary talking about? Courtney put together a <laughs> blooper reel of the when we were recording uh, the advertising for our sponsors, and we are terrible. Like you we are, are not good. We are not We've actually good. gotten a lot better. Like the we last have, two times, but the first, yeah. oh my God, oh, the last first, year was like, awful. So bad. And so like, it's really funny. And I cry every time <laughs> laughing. I was like in the kitchen making dinner and I was in a really bad mood and I put that on it and I was like, okay, everything is so funny right now. I don't even care. <laughs> so yeah. So thank you for putting that together. And if you want, like you can find that on our Patreon and it's well worth the laugh for sure. <laughs> it's well worth the $1 a month to point and laugh at us. Yes. I mean, literally it's like <laughs> schadenfreude to the extreme. Like it's watching us like just fall apart in front of your eyes. Um, all right. Uh, so we actually have some shout outs, which is pretty cool. Um, so Arcane Botanica, a brand new business specializing in interior plant decor. Proprietor Amanda offers tailored interior plantscaping for your home or business, including individual plant sales, terrariums, and custom gifts for all price points. Based out of Northeast Massachusetts, Arcane Botanica works with clients to customize kid and pet safe plants for homes, promoting desired energies with specific plant combinations. Follow at Arcane, at Arcane Botanica at Instagram or Facebook or email them at Amanda at ArcaneBotanica.com. So definitely go check them out because we all love plants, or at least I do. I was watching Harley Quinn and I'm kind of disturbed by how much I relate to her. And I, I, I think most, you know, women do that or it's, you know, or femme people do at some point you go, yeah, I've had, I've, I've experienced that, but it's just like when she would smash the computer because she wasn't getting enough attention by the media. I have done that. <laughs> <laughs> like how many times have I called you guys just I in was, a rage because oh, somebody yeah. didn't put me on their list of best authors, but when they oh, do yeah. put me on their list that I like can't handle it. And I'm like, ah, but then I realized Hillary is poison ivy. You're totally poison ivy because you're like the grounded one. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm not sure that's mis that has mistake. Or yeah, uh, most men are trash, including that one right there. And then the obsession with plants. I haven't yeah. found a DC villain that is Kanani, but I think Kanani is her own DC not villain. Yet. Yeah, should we just oh, that means I they agree. need to create one. Yes. They need to create one about her. Yeah, Kanani. <laughs> she definitely is the most villainous of all. Exactly. <laughs> They just aren't willing to go there yet. They're like, this is just too much to inflict on the world. They're like, that's too dark. We can't do this exactly. Yet. We're already in a pandemic. We can't go there. Yeah, well, and her, 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 um, like you know, Harley Quinn is her rage and her mallet, and and Poison Ivy is her power over plants, and Kanani's is her literal ability to just not care into oblivion. Like she can just. <laughs> exactly. What happened is she will sit there with her arms crossed and go. I, I really, really just don't care. And then the world just freezes and falls apart. That's that's what's going to happen with Kanani's. Kanani is a DC supervillain who just 
doesn't care. Exactly. Care. I was going to be like, she just doesn't, doesn't care. care. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> Courtney, you have a couple of cool things coming up. You have uh, something happening at Catlin Books. Is that right? Yes. So the day we release this, um, just January 25th, if you get this in the morning, this evening, January 25th, I am teaching my online class on Hecate at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It is going to be recorded and sent around. So if you can't join us for the time, go ahead and register and you will get the recording afterwards. So you can register by going to our website, thatwitchlife.com or go to Catland Books at catlandbooks.com and you can sign up. Um, also, my five-week series um, on Tarot 101, which is hosted by Pathways, is open for enrollment. There are some spaces left, but it's filling up very quickly. So after five weeks with me, you will be reading Tarot like a motherfucking pro. So... Boom. Yes, definitely sign up for that. Um, same thing. The classes are on Tuesday nights, but if you can't make it, they all will be recorded and emailed to everybody afterward. So uh, definitely check those out with love, 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 love. I'll have to have some That Which Life listeners there so you can heckle me because these two won't do it. So yeah. It's true. Amazing. It's true. I love that. So Kanani also has some cool stuff to talk about. Tell us about what's going on with our spell kits. So I gave a little teaser. I know you did. And she couldn't handle it. She was like, I I can't, and I'm just can't keep it together. (laughs) I think it was obvious what the new spell kit would be, but just in case it wasn't, we will be releasing today on the 25th, our love spell kits which I am super excited about. And I think people are really going to love, uh, we have, I think at this point sold out of our emult kits or almost sold out of our almost. Yeah. And so, uh, we still have, you know, our, our other full moon, new moon, uh, the new love spell, as well as the ancestor kits. I'm excited to see that people are still doing the ancestor kits because I think that's one of those that is just like, can be really helpful all year long. Oh, so useful. And so definitely check out the love spell kits. I think people are going to absolutely like that. Absolutely love them. So definitely check out the love spell kits. And, uh, I, I have to let everyone know. I so appreciate the amazing reviews that we get on Etsy and all the kind words from people. Um, we, we spend so much time, you know, creating these and thinking of them and whatnot. It's so fun to kind of get the reviews and get the emails from people that they love them and they're enjoying them. And also I've gotten more people are ordering the spell cards that come with our sticker. I'm going to give another teaser. Everybody, all of our listeners, you want a sticker. So either go online and order a sticker or order a spell card that comes with a sticker. If you haven't previously uh, gotten a sticker from us before. And, uh, we've got some fun stuff coming up and yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm happy everyone's enjoying this and I'm having a wonderful time kind of coming up with these. Yeah. I love it. So we want to thank all of our Patreon supporters for as little as $1 a month. You can get access to bonus witchy content, higher levels, get you access to our private Facebook page, quarterly special events and boxes of goodies, including your very own screaming goat. Our next quarterly event is a live Imolk ritual on Sunday, January 31st at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which we will be holding via Zoom. So if you join us at the $5 level or above, you can join us for that, which is awesome. 
Uh, you can join us at the 20, if you join us at the $25 level or above, Courtney pulls a card for you today. She is pulling for Camilla. Yes. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. So Camilla, you got the lovers. So, um, you know, this is a sign that it is time to, I feel weird saying this because we're in a pandemic with saying, open yourself to love. So love is out there for you. Love wants to reach you and it can come in a lot of forms. I know it's a weird time to be dating right now, but it is a good time to either be deepening relationships with people that you're already in a relationship with or be open to love of someone else. It's also a really great time to delve into the things that you love. If you have a passion that's been neglected, give it some space at this time to make sure that you can, you can dig into it. And it's also a time to say, love yourself and take care of yourself. So the lovers is, is a good card and I'm glad that you're getting it as we are moving into the season of love. Well, I love that. <laughs> what a great card. Other ways to support the show. If you can't do a monthly donation, you can buy us a coffee or buy that witch life merchandise on Etsy. Also consider becoming an episode sponsor. It's a great way to promote your business to thousands of witches. You can also purchase a shout out, let people know about your virtual event or just send love to your favorite witch. Find out more on our website at thatwitchlife.com. Are we ready for a word from our sponsors? Hell yeah. If you've listened to us at all, you know that all three of us are completely obsessed with shiny pretty things, especially me. Shiny pretty things include tattoos and piercings as well as jewelry. 2020 was a total drag. So 2021 is the perfect time to be the best sparkliest version of yourself with some custom tattoo work, killer jewelry, or a new piercing. Adorn Body Art has unique jewelry designs from vendors all over the world, so we were super excited to partner with Adorn as an episode sponsor. Established in 2000, Adorn is a woman-owned tattoo piercing jewelry studio dedicated to offering the best service to their clients and local community with three thriving locations in Southeast Portland, Beaverton, and Vancouver, Washington. Adorn's selection is not only the largest in the Pacific Northwest, but they also carry the highest quality of ornate, ethically sourced, natural adornments, which is a big deal for me. From amethyst to rutilated quartz to tiger's eye and citrine, they have jewelry options with stones for every chakra. And you can order online. The thing that separates Adorn from other studios is that they are focused on art and not attitude. Their mission is to help their clients feel like the truest version of themselves and achieve body autonomy. If you're looking to get pierced, Adorn can also assist with custom creating the piece of jewelry of your dreams to be as unique as you. So the possibilities are endless. With ongoing education for each piercer who is also certified through the Association of Professional Piercers and state-of-the-art sterilization and sanitation, you are always safe and get the very best when you come to Adorn. Adorn operates by appointment only, so go to adornbodyart.com where you can also see a sneak peek of the gorgeous jewelry that they carry. Adorn is just amazing, so make sure you check out their incredible jewelry selection or book an appointment today. Thank you to Adorn Body Art for being an episode sponsor. Well, we are so excited to welcome Amy Chazari to the show. Amy is an author and illustrator who enjoys animated musicals. Not only does she own every Nintendo game console ever made, she's She's earned several fancy diplomas and enjoys continued studies in various magical practices. 
Amy is the kind of witch who jumps out of bed early to greet the sun and follows her spirit on all sorts of wild adventures. Her typical work day begins with a powerful ritual reciting along with the film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, (laughs) which which I love. She has independently published a series of popular coloring, coloring books on modern witchcraft, Coloring Book of Shadows, which you can discover at coloringbookofshadows.com. Welcome to the show, Amy. We're so excited to have you on. Oh, thank you. I'm super excited to be here too. Um, when Courtney first mentioned you as a guest, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Because first of all, I love coloring books. Like I really, really love them. Um, and I was like, wait, witchcraft and coloring books together. (laughs) This is fantastic. They're very meditative. It's like with, with what's Morrigan in Mists of Avalon used to weave and then she'd go into trance. I'm sure that same thing happens to people who are going into, you know, doing coloring and stuff like that. Exactly. I mean, it's like, it's, I feel like when I color, I'm just like, it's kind of this, my mind can kind of just calm down and I can just focus on both the repetitive movement, but also just seeing something visually pretty. And it's like, my brain's like, this is great. I I think it's really meditative. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's magic. Yeah. It's totally magic. It's it's totally, it totally is. Um, So the first thing that we ask everyone that comes on the show is when did you first know you were a witch or a magical person? Well, you know, I I didn't know what it was until I kind of decided to be a little rebellious at the public library and go look at witchcraft books. And so I looked them up and I was like, you know, looking for devils or something, you know, really hardcore. And what I found was like kind of what I had always felt and thought. So I was raised Catholic, and while I enjoyed some of the ritual, um, I really saw a lot of things I didn't like about it at a very young age. And so I kind of made my own stuff in my head, you know, when I was at church and my own little spells and stuff like that. I didn't know what it was. I just, you know, did my spirit or whatever. And then I kind of started looking into witchcraft books when I was a teenager, and it matched up. So it was kind of around that age that I realized that it was actually, it was very reaffirming that there was a different choice and there was something else that I was connecting to that was real and that was okay. And that was actually a really positive voice um, and, and, you know, guidance in my life going on. So it was cool. That's really awesome. I think that those moments are so powerful because they are so affirming, especially those of us who grew up in like kind of standardized or standard religions, right? It's like all you knew, right? You didn't, you don't know that there's, you, you kind of, you do kind of, but you don't really understand what it is, right? And you know that this doesn't feel right to you, but you don't really know what the thing is that does feel right. So I think that's so cool. I think totally. that modern modern witchcraft, like, ought to write a big note to Catholicism and say, thank you, because you turn out more of us. You know, it's funny, because a, a number of years ago, I was at, a, I was at an anti-fracking rally in uh, Long Island, New York, and I was there at all my pentacles and stuff like that, and there was a priest that was there, um, and he was actually there, two of them, and I asked him, I said, hey, we should get a picture together. I had been in a lot of interfaith circles and I'd forgotten how like 
stuffy some people can be. And so yeah. I was like, oh, we should get a picture together. How awesome that the priest and this witch are both at this rally together. And he goes, no, okay. I don't think that's a good idea. Aww. And wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't take a picture with me. And I was really mm. embarrassed. And I was like, going to write something for the Huffington Post about that. But then I stopped and went, you know what? I'm going to be too busy rehabbing all the young people that come streaming out of his church <laughs> and into my witchcraft circles. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm just going to exactly. go back to work a bit and just going to witch it up. So yeah, <laughs> true story. That happened. That's so funny. He's like, yeah, no, I, I don't think we can do that. And you're like, seriously? Oh, man. It was, it was really embarrassing. I was like, okay. But then I'm like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> it would be embarrassing. Well, because you'd be shocked. You'd be like, oh, I... yeah. But on him, like looking back, embarrassing on him, not on you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, his behavior is embarrassing. That's Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, but then there was like this, I was with someone and I was with someone who was just like, this person then was fixed that, well, then I guess we need to go find another priest. And so he ran (laughs) over and tried to get me to take a picture with this this monk who was in his robes. I went, I am not putting myself on the line with any (laughs) old men in Catholic garb today. And he's like, but I thought that's what we're doing now. I'm like, you're going to need to switch gears, okay? We're just going to stand here and hold these anti-fracking signs and wait for the little witches to come out of church. And circle with him under the full moon. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Um, So Amy, where do you think for you that art or creativity and magic intersect? Art and creativity and magic. Oh gosh. I mean, I really feel like they're, to me, they're all interwoven. You can use art and creativity, any kind of art or creativity as a form of magic you know, like with your weaving or as you do with a garden or any kind of spell work, you can, you can use your art with that instead. Um, it's a good mind, body, and spirit is all coming together. You know, it sounds a little cheesy, but it's really not. It's, it's what people used to do like craft work and stitching and, and things to pass the time before we had TV and all that, you know, so art and creativity and folk craft and all that stuff is like powerful. So for, for, I think for in many different ways, I mean, it could be writing or, you know, it doesn't have to be art art. Um, but for me these days, it, most of my magic really is centered around the art art. I used to do like more garden and stuff like that, but now like the art muses and the whole trip there is so powerful and so strong that I just really am trying to focus mostly on that as my form of magic. I think one of the reasons why there's such a close connection between art and magic is I think when people are kind of, whatever their their art medium is, like you described, there's all kinds of things. There's sewing, there's knitting, there's drawing, there's painting, there's you know gardening, whatever, cooking, whatever yes. your, your medium for art is. Totally. I think one thing that most people would probably agree with is one of the reasons they love it is you kind of, you get in this special zone where just your normal kind of daily troubles kind of seem to fade away and you kind of find this different focus and your mind kind of finds a calm and, and you find kind of a peace with, with, you know, yourself and kind of all the noise outside kind of seems to disappear. And I think, you know, that that's part of, I think why they're so close together is there is sort sort of a meditative and kind of um, peaceful grounding aspect when you're practicing whatever your chosen 
you know, art or craft is that just kind of, I don't know, just brings you to this elevated place where your mind can just mm-hmm. be a little bit more free. Totally. It, it totally does. And it also puts you like in that, it's that place where you can create, like it's the same space where you're doing ritual or whatever, where you're just open to possibility and new energy. And you can like forget all that shit, you know, forget like all the earthly shit and really just like channel you're creating something. And even if it's a piece of art that will translate and correspond to bigger things in life, um, I believe, and I have really seen, you know, with myself and people that I've also seen take their own artistic journeys with magic. Was, was art always part of your practice or was that something that did, was coloring, you know, visual art always part of your practice or was that something that developed later? It was always a part of my life and I had a lot of shadowy art (laughs) shadows of not good enough. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I really wanted to do it professionally, but it was always hiding there and it wasn't in my magic practice until later. Yeah. And how did you, I mean, like, how did you discover that? Was it just like an aha moment or was it something that kind of slowly integrated in? It was a really long process with a lot of twists and turns. Um, but if I were like to, to sum it up in like some of the biggest things, like I kind of wrote a spell to myself when I was a small child that said I wanted to be an author and an illustrator and I hid it in my, my little secret area and my friend found it and she laughed and like totally made fun of me. And so like, you know, shadows really started to build and then art followed me and I wanted to pursue it. Gee, getting made fun of by your best <laughs> friends. I have no idea what that is like. Although Hanani did actually take my journal out of my hands, look at it and go, does your mom know you write this much profanity in your diary? <laughs> and the answer of yeah. course was No. Actually, the answer was yes, but she pretends no. (laughs) That's That's so cool that you guys have been friends for that long. It's amazing. Oh my god! Cool, sad, strange. You know, there's a lot of words. Sad. You're such a jerk. Sad. Oh man. I'm stuck with these two. Jeez. It's a blessing, you guys. It's a blessing. blessing. Anyway, Amy, I apologize. Continue. No, 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 but totally. I mean, I think, Amy, your point is so true. I mean, I think sometimes we build, I mean, those moments when we're young are, I think we underestimate how much they impact us later. Oh, yeah. I had something very, very similar when I was young. I like played the flute. I wanted to sing, but I was really shy when I was younger. And... When I like, you know, I, so I barely sang because I was shy and I didn't do any audition for any like solos or whatever. And the yeah. teacher was like, you know, I think you should stick to playing the flute. And I'm like, I'm like 10 years old. Like really? Like, <laughs> like maybe just encourage children, you know? <laughs> and, I'm an, and, and I'm an opera singer now. So yeah. like, you know, it's, it's like, it's so it's, but it stuck with me. That really sticks with you. It's just too oh, bad yeah. you didn't have Lizzo back then because you would have been like, <sighs> I can yeah. sing and play the flute. Excuse me. Do you not see what? Lizzo? Yeah, exactly. I needed, I mean, all we ever need is Lizzo, right? We all, like, need, we all needed Lizzo. <laughs> How different life would have been. Um, so Amy, what inspired you to make a coloring book? Like where well, did that idea yeah. come up? You know, that was part of the weird shit when I like magic and art sort of got incorporated. I was like trying to, I went to grad school to try to fit into corporate life and it was like a big mm-hmm. failure. 
<laughs> oh, I definitely know. I definitely it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. You didn't know. No. You what didn't happened, know. Well, what happened though is I had a kind of a spiritual experience in grad school, and I that's when I really came fully out of the broom closet and kind of decided to do like magic, like as not as hiding behind fiction or not like as a, I like Halloween, but like fully out of the closet, like spirituality, which was another big shadow. And so I just kept, I was trying to get out of my corporate job and like do it as a business, but like it wasn't working and just blah, blah, blah. But I was in the strategic thinking class basically. And it was really all about intuition and it really started to all come together and just finding all the missing pieces, like art and drawing was everywhere on all my notes and everything, but I wasn't doing an art business or focusing on art. So that was a big clue, you know, and some of the shadowy stuff in my life about spirituality and art was all really coming together. Like, this is what I want, but I'm like afraid of those things, you know? So I, when I put them together, it all was like, Oh shit, like this really makes sense. Um, and then, yeah. So I started working on that. I was still working the corporate life full on business travel. It was kind of really soul crushing. That's a lot at once. Amy, yeah. have you ever, have you seen the new Pixar movie called Soul? Oh yeah, a couple times. So, okay. So basically that movie was, you saw yourself in that movie, I'm sure, oh. right? I see myself in most Disney films or Pixar films, <laughs> but yes, that, that movie is amazing. But yeah, so that's how it really came together. And I, I mean, I was the, cor- I was the poster boy for corporate soul crush or poster girl, whatever, whoever I am poster person for <laughs> corporate soul crushing career. And, uh, when I finally found, you know, the courage for it, it all really came together. And it was like, it was the bi- definitely the big, the biggest magic I've ever seen. I was scared shitless, you know? Were you but, like the guy that like all of a sudden realized was like the hedge fund manager and then he just like tore <laughs> all the computers out of the wall and started dancing on the desks? Was that what happened? There was a little bit of that. There was a yes. scene where I was trying to steal my <laughs> rolly chair from the corporate office and I couldn't Oh, yeah, yes. yes. I'm sitting in it right now too. It's a very yeah. nice. Oh, <laughs> well done, Amy. Well done. Yeah. And it like, we didn't fit in my hatchback very well. So I was like, <laughs> Oh my so God. Sweat. That's so funny. <laughs> with glass windows. I just see Amy like shoving there, giving them all the finger and pin like, oh blessed be motherfuckers. I'm pacing out. It happened. It happened. And, you know, this, is, this was like, I was 36. This is a hype, you know, 13 years into my corporate career. I was, you know, making a lot of money and, you know, my parents thought it, my parents are awesome and they loved it. My corporate job, you know, and uh, this was like quitting that saying, I'm starting a witch art business, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and everyone's like, I'm sorry, you're doing what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it felt so good. And then like, it, it wasn't instant. Like I had to put, you know, my of skills course, to work yeah. to get off oh. the ground. But I, of all the things I've ever done, I felt that alignment in the universe, like supporting saying, yes, like this is your time you've, you've waited in line and you've tried and you've failed and you've made a big fucking mess of shit, but here you go. Like you, it was worth it because time circles back, you know, you always have another chance. Yeah. And I think it's like when you, when you're in that place where you're like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. 
I'm so aligned in that way. When you, I mean, it's a lot of work, but that work feels totally different because it's not like sacrificing it for something that doesn't feel right at all. Like in corporate, you're like, I'm going to sacrifice my whole life and I'm going to get, feel shitty the whole time it's happening, you know? And then in a scenario like this, it's like, I'm going to, it takes a ton of work and a ton of sacrifice, but it's in a way that I am like happy being here and feel amazing at where I'm at. The shift is incredible. Oh yeah. It's like, and, and like, it's amazing. And I just want to say like anyone, if you're in that struggling phase, you will, and you can get to something totally better. I really didn't think it was possible for a lot of that. I mean, I was really deep into it, you know, and I turned it around. So like, I just want to say, it's not just me. It could be you too. Just keep at it, you know, keep on that. Keep soul searching. It's, It's such good advice. It's such good advice. We have a lot of listeners that are kind of developing their magical practice. And how do you, like, what's a good way uh, to get, you know, to start if the people are wanting to pull art in, whether it be, you know, like drawing, painting, uh, you know, photography, visual art, if they want to draw that in, what's a good way to like, just kind of get started and get rolling into, to kind of adding that into your practice? Yeah. And it's exactly like, no matter what level you're at, like it's what I'm doing now, or if you're just starting, like I really think, and I had a, I was taking an art class and the teacher recently reminded me of this. And so I went back to it, but like dedicate, if you can't do a half hour a day, like 15 minutes a day for one specific thing. So like right now I'm doing 15 for this week for only seven days, I'm doing drawing hands for 30 minutes a day. Cause that's a, like a weak spot. So like, if you're just learning, like do sketching for just 30 minutes for seven days and you'll see like a lot of progress there, you know, and, or you'll start to see some progress or do 15 minutes. If you're a mom, if you're really busy, if you can't do a ton, really just start small and simple. And I think get lost in the, the feeling and the release and like the way that, you know, the pencils feel on the paper or whatever you're doing actually feels instead of the outcome. Um, at first, because it can take a little bit of time, you know, I'm learning watercolor now, which is very different. And for me and not really that natural. And so it's back to basics, you know, it's exercises and watching YouTube videos and practicing over and over just consistently little bits at a time and just enjoying those little bits. Amazing. Yeah. It's always good to, you know, start slow. And I mean, just kind of one step at a time. It really, I teach voice and I say the same thing. I'm like, if you can't get a full hour in, if you can get like 30 minutes in or 20 minutes in, it's that consistency. It builds practice, you know, and that's the same with magical practice too, right? Like if you're trying to, what I was about to say, it's like this absolute same. If you're trying to learn how to integrate more magic into your life. Like you don't have, you know, you don't have to be like, okay, my morning ritual is 2.5 hours long and I'm going to be outside. You know, it's like start with five minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the morning, but consistency. Yeah. I know it sounds like ridiculously practical. And when I was like younger, I hated that kind of advice and I still sort of do. Same. At the same time now, I'm like, oh God, simplicity and focus. Like I crave it. And like, I'm asking, like, you know, I've been asking all my Capricorn friends, like how they do it. And like trying to, cause that is so powerful. Like I, was, I think you were talking about it in even your last episode, but like less really is simplicity is sometimes more complicated, but it's actually more simple. I don't know. It's crazy. I'm still it's, trying to figure it out. 
Yeah, like simple, simple doesn't yeah. mean less powerful. In fact, sometimes mm-hmm. it's, I mean, I have found sometimes in total simplicity so much power, so much more, more power, power because yeah. it, it, there wasn't other things in the way. I just, it wasn't like, I let go, I had to let go of kind of all of the preconceptions I had going into a ritual or a practice or whatever. And in that moment of just kind of letting go of what I kind of, what I thought it should be like and kind of easing into it being simple. Yeah. It was like, wow, this is not only not, I mean, this is not just like as powerful. This is more powerful for me in that instance, you know? Yeah, I think so. I like complicated, fancy things too sometimes, but like when you're learning, it's like, yeah, like with the painting now, like I want to paint really fancy things, but, and if you find yourself getting frustrated, (laughs) take it down to something even simpler. Like I'm just drawing little mushrooms and, or painting little mushrooms and like real simple, you know, do it, do find something that feels fun and good to you that you like, even if it's easy or not fancy and just keep building slowly, you know, that's, I don't know. It might sound simple, but you that's mentioned what... you you just are starting watercolor. Do you have like a favorite kind of creative medium? Oh God, uh, that's really hard to say. Good question. No, I don't know, man. That's tough. I have like a bucket list of like I want to dedicate years eighty to like a hundred plus to the yarn arts and like needlecraft and stuff like that because I love crochet. And I want to do like embroidery and more stuff like that. I just don't have the time for all of it. Like I could, there's a lot of different crafts and arts I could lose myself in. Um, but like at this point I'm trying to like work on my drawing skills, like things that will help me to express different magics and emotions and things. So I try to work on figure draw things I've been stuck on too, like figure drawing. Do you do a lot of like kind of pencil art? Is that kind of your... Sketch, yeah, sketch media. Yeah. Yes. Just so I can sketch people and expression and bodies and faces and things like practicing that a lot. So just a lot of, yeah, I think anything that, ex- anything that like, just, I don't know. I like any art that's fun and expressive and like allows me to kind of get lost in it, I guess. Well, I'm curious about how you use art. Well, you mentioned, you know, your watercolors and pencils, how you use the work of works of art in making magic, say for manifestation or for banishing, I mean, how does how does um, the the artwork itself influence or shape the kind of magic that you do? Well, I think some of it is just get, kind of getting into that that headspace and the flow of it. Like you can that like shifts your mind. It's like the mechanism of energy raising, sort of. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're like really feeling if you're really feeling good and like enjoying your art and like it's almost like sometimes like old dreams come back to me when I'm really in the flow of art oh okay and it it puts you in that space of like you can you can like get intuitive hits and like just sort of shift your reality a little bit so like banishing I'd have to think about it like I don't think I've ever done an art yeah 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 like a simple one um you know like if you draw if you destroy something you draw that's actually a really powerful Mm. thing to do uh I don't really use that one too much in my personal life but to me it's like being connected to a source of magic or creativity and if you can do it on the paper you can do it with 
anything you're trying to manifest. Well, there's a, I have a friend who's, uh, who's an artist and she would not identify as a witch, but I would, I could say pretty safely that she would consider herself very spiritual. And she told me the story about a painting that she made. I think it was probably 10 years ago. It was just a vision she had of an animal that she had lost, like the animal had been euthanized because it was sick and that it was playing in this beautiful field through a window. And so she painted the window and she painted the field and she painted the animals out there. And then many, many years later, she moved to a farm with her husband. And then she looked out her kitchen window one day and that was the painting. Like she'd had a vision of her kitchen, like her kitchen window and the pasture and in her dream, the spirit of her, of her, I think it was her dog, was out there in the pasture. And, of course, she just was like, I wonder, you know, there was a lot for her to process had the animal brought her the, the, mis- the message or something like that or what that meant, but that she had a vision of the place that she would ultimately live. And she actually uses this, the land to rehabilitate injured animals. So um, That's amazing. Yeah, so there was a lot of really beautiful pieces there. So I, I think that... I mean, to me, it feels like art is the voice of the gods. It's how they express themselves through music, through mm-hmm. oh, yeah. painting, through the written word. Um, I mean, my God, to, we're, we're recording this on the inauguration. And, and hearing Amanda Gorman, that's, that was a prophet right there. That was, that so was yes. incredible. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, totally. Totally. Totally the divine coming through human hand and, or voice or whatever. And, you know, they, I think, I think the spirits want to come through, you know, and it helps you just to kind of, I don't know, like express, feel, feel yourself, feel your emotions, feel your spirit, you know, and that's like some powerful magic right there. It helps you get into that space, I think. And then from there you can like, you can do whatever. Absolutely. And, you know, to what you said about uh, drawing something and destroying it being so powerful. I find that like creating or drawing or oftentimes if I'm trying to manifest something, I'll collage something. I'll like get imagery or words or text all together. Uh, because sometimes that like that focus on an, for me at least like a, like visually like a vision board, so to speak, or like an item that I've drawn or created that focus on it really helps me kind of bring in I mean, kind of bring in the energy of of what I'm looking for to manifest in a way that's a little stronger than just me trying to imagine it in my head, if that makes sense. For sure. Yeah. No, visualization and symbols are like so powerful for that kind of stuff. And it can help yeah. you just like feel it like on a visceral level. And know? there's something too about creating it too. It's like the the yeah. kind of ritual of creating it made all the energy of what I was creating to manifest. Like it was physically a creation of it and then a visual reminder of it. Yes. Yeah. Powerful stuff. I love, I love craft spells. Like anything where you're like doing a little crafty, crafty. (laughs) Absolutely. Same. So, uh, we have a listener question actually that I want to dig into. Um, the listener says, I just want to know how to find a witch store, quote unquote. Can I buy tarot cards off of Amazon? Are they still as good? Do, do they need to come from a better place? Thank you for your time. Awesome question. Well, here's what I think. Maybe you guys think something different. We'll find out. So the first to find a witch store, um, just Google metaphysical store. That's meta M E T a physical P H Y S I C A L. So Google metaphysical store and then your town or area, and you will probably 
find one, even if you live somewhere remote. That's the best way. That's a witch. Usually that's a witch shop and you will, you will find out shortly. Do you guys agree with that? I mean, I certainly do. Like when I was in Florida visiting a friend, she kept saying, I can't find any magic shops. I can't find any magic shops. And I'm like, oh, come on now. And I opened up, <laughs> I opened up a web search. I'm like, metaphysical store. There are five <laughs> in a 10 mile radius. And just, just because, and also I think it's especially where you are in yeah, the country. Like if you're in New York City, there are literally stores that say, this is a witchcraft store. Come in. Yeah. Um, but they also might be called um, a botanica. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in different, different, uh, place, like when we were growing up, everybody just called it a new age shop. Like we, new we age, were all, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yep. what they called it. Now people are a little more bold with calling it a witchcraft store, but, um, yeah. or spirit, anything that says spiritual, spiritual supplies. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The spiritual yep. bookstore. Um, yep. that's a those, good one, kinds, right? those are kinds of some, some ways to, to look at that. And then also sometimes health food stores are actually secretly mm-hmm. witchcraft stores, depending on where you are. <laughs> uh, I think if you're that's in true. Alabama, look at the health food stores. That's where you will find your witchcraft friends. <laughs> right. Or I, actually, I actually have a funny story. One of our friends uh, was, it was for uh, Sunfest. One of our friends went to a little witchy store in Salem and said, Hey, could we post this flyer? for Sunfest on your bulletin board or whatnot. And, um, or maybe it was uh, pagan pride day. I don't, I don't recall which one it was. I think it was, I, th- I think it was that for Sunfest. And the, <laughs> the lady looked at her and said, Oh, we don't promote witchcraft here. Aww. And my friend looked at her and she laughed and she's like, really? Cause this is where I buy all my witchcraft supplies. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so it's kind of funny, you know, because like Courtney said, they don't always kind of advertise, hey, we're a witch store. Sometimes they don't even right. want to acknowledge publicly that they're a witch right. store, yeah. even though yep. you're a witch store. So, people, yeah, I mean, things, I think even stores can sometimes be funny about that. Like they can like literally that yeah. can be where all the witches go and get their stuff. And they're like, oh, well, we're just we're just spiritual here. Oh, yeah. Okay. I heard that one. But it's fine, whatever. I think it's changing. But at the same time, yeah, so look at metaphysical shop or spiritual shop or botanica and all that. You'll find one. I think you'll find one almost anywhere. And then the other question that the person had was about um, if you can buy tarot cards off of Amazon. And it, yes, you absolutely can. Yeah. Um, you can, I mean, I, I do not think there are any rules as to how you can obtain tarot cards. Don't steal them. That's just not very nice. But totally. Yeah. Um, but if you getting a secondhand deck, they're just, they're actually, I love secondhand decks. They're awesome. You can get one from Amazon. That is fine. I recommend though people try to support the smaller booksellers because Amazon is Agree. an evil, sure. evil company um, that treats its workers badly. So we want to, if that is the only place you can get your tarot cards, don't feel bad about it. But if you can um, order from a shop, and a lot of shops deliver. So um, yeah. And sometimes too, like if you're looking for tarot, sometimes you can find it at bookstores. I was just going to say that. I was oh, just yeah. going to say like Powell's so, carries tarot cards. Like Powell, and Powell's too, like they ship all over the place. So in a, in a pinch too, you could look uh, online at bookstores because uh, many of them have, I mean, they definitely have metaphysical books in many of the bookstores, but they also often sell tarot. It's not just 
It's not just Powell's. I've seen it other other places too. I think I've even seen a deck at Barnes and yes, Noble before. Like sure. no joke. Totally. So like, you know, so I, I, you know, I think that like, if you have a bookstore, especially one that is a little bit bigger, that has some cool stuff, they might be a good place to look at too, where you could get that without having to like drive far away if you don't have a metaphysical shop near well, you. Well, and I've heard yeah. too the, the, I don't know what, what you would call it. It's not really an urban legend, but like whatever the, when people say you're not supposed to buy your own tarot decks, you're supposed to, it's like they're supposed to be garbage to you or whatever. To be gifted, and yeah. I'm just like, you know what? No one buys shit for me better than me. So I'm going to buy my <laughs> own goddamn tarot decks. And everyone yep. else is just going to have to deal with that. You want to give them to me, Kanani. Yeah. I, I have given up. you some of your favorite tarot decks. So Aww. no, no. You've the yeah. fairy tarot? <laughs> That's my first one. That's what I gave you. Okay. I had forgotten that you gave me that. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh my God. You're oh, such a dick. Well, like you forgot that. Well, I have, two tar- I have two tarot decks that are fairy. Was it the mm, first I one of the green one? Of them one? I gave to you. You I gave me the green one. Okay. Okay. Not my first one. Okay. Yeah. You gave me. The, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm well, good at figuring out what yeah. Kanani will use and what she wants. Yes. Cause I remember, if I remember correctly, I bought the first one back when, for people who were local to Portland, when Saturday market was like a total dive and yes. it actually had the, uh, the buildings yeah, before it was fancy yeah, the buildings yeah. like were part of the market. There were actually, I remember stores. that store. Yes. I remember there, that used, store. there used to be a little, a little witch store in the market and it was yep, tiny. I remember that I mean, too. It was hardly big. And they the didn't closet. even call it a witch store. It was nope. like called like Celtic mysticism. No, weird stuff. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It totally was something and, like that. And that's where I bought, I'm almost positive that's where I bought my very first deck, which was a fairy deck. And I, I think remember that. I was that. with you that day. Yes, I'm sure you were. Day. Yeah, I'm sure you were with me. Because you, you wouldn't dare go to those places without me for like the first five years of your witchcraft journey. No, because I, I'm. that's where I relate to a lot of our new listeners was I, I wanted to quote unquote be doing it right. And so I was constantly kind of seeking that kind of reassurance that I was doing it correctly yeah. until eventually I, I, it became very clear that Courtney also had no idea what the fuck she was doing. Oh, I'm that's like, not nice. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like you're learning, like you were <laughs> learning all kinds of stuff. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, you're total fuck up in a bad way. I didn't say, I didn't say we're fucked up. I said, you didn't know what you were doing. (laughs) I was, my heart, my heart is hardened. I feel fine. Well, you can join me. Oh my God. But (laughs) don't make me turn this van around. All right. You know, then, and when I, when I realized that, and and a lot of times I would go to her question, she's like, I have no idea, you know? And I just kind of realized like, maybe this isn't like a yes or no answer. You know, maybe there isn't an answer. Like, and that's when I, I think that's when my own practice really kind of took off when I was able to stop, you know, seeking reassurance, seeking validation. And it was more about, well, does this work for me? Because if I feel like this works for me, then this works. And, and then luckily other people I met along the way who I would kind of go to really, I was lucky. They really um, encouraged that in me. Instead of, you know, trying to indoctrinate me or, or telling me, you know, this is the way you need to do it. They were like, well, does that work for you? You know, are you getting answers to doing it that way? Because if, if you're doing that and getting the answers you need, then clearly that works. So for sure. um, I think 
that's where, like I said, I, when we get these questions, and I think sometimes these, for people who have been practicing a long time, some of these questions might seem, you know, simple or kind of silly or whatever. Like, I remember that. I remember yeah. feeling oh, that yeah. way. I remember like, am I allowed to buy a tarot deck on Amazon? Like, I don't, you know, you, you hear yeah. things and you're like, well, you know, does it have to be gifted to me? Can I buy my, you know, there's all these things. And yeah. so I just, you know, I, I still remember that place where you're constantly just kind of unsure. And I, that's one of my favorite things I think about our podcast is we're constantly trying to kind of reassure people that it's like they really do have the power within themselves and there isn't this one specific thing that they need to do or know. And, and so I I think that's one of the reasons, hopefully that, you know, we get a lot of positive feedback is I think that especially like Courtney said, a lot of people come from other mainstream religions where there is a very set doctrine. There is a very set, you know, set of guidelines and so they're wanting to make sure that they're following those guidelines. And we're kind of here to just blow that shit up and be like, sorry, there's no yeah. right answer. It's, there's just, yeah. it's super practical tarot cards. There's really just a couple of rules. Get it where you can, preferably from a small independent bookstore. Uh, number two, you do need to keep them in a bag, not because it holds their power, but it keeps you from losing them because the little boxes they come <laughs> in will not prevent them from getting That's lost. So true. That is correct. Out. They will so fall true. out of the You'll slide. Fall, yeah, yep. you have to tape it up. Mine's all taped up. Yep, it's the side, yeah. it'll just, yeah. It's definitely way more fun. I think the experience of buying at a little witch shop is really exciting. And sometimes I they, agree. yeah, totally. And sometimes they have, you know, different curated section. If they have a really good owner or buyer and you can find really different cool things and ask questions and like get some incense also or whatever, but it's different in a pandemic. You know, so if you have to, if you get them on Amazon and that's the way you have to get it, it's totally cool. Just start reading tarot. The other thing is a lot of small shops, especially because of the pandemic, do have stuff you can order online. So it's also worth looking at shops that are in your area, even if they're, you know, a few cities over or state over or whatever, because we don't know where you live. You can always look and see if there's anyone with, you know, within a not too far area or anywhere in the U S really that has a shop that you could order online and have it shipped. I've definitely gotten stuff from small stores before shipped since the pandemic. Mm-hmm, for sure. Oh yeah. And then also like sometimes you can buy tarot deck street from the creators, depending on if it's a newer deck or yeah. whatever online. That's totally. Oh yeah, point. that's true. If you find one you like, you can actually usually buy it from whoever created the deck. Yeah, right, it depends. Like on their website. Yeah, yep. it depends or whatever. But if you can buy from a creator, that's awesome. It's a really good way to go. Well, Amy, we just have had such a great time having you on the show. And it's, uh, I'm going to, so I spent some time looking online at the coloring books and I'm super going to order them because one, I love coloring books and two, they're beautiful. I mean, I was like, this is so nice. You know, it's like, I want to color that and then frame it and then have some art in my house, you know? So I love it. Um, Amy, we just wanted to check in, uh, see what is the best way for people to find you? Oh, you can just go to coloringbookofshadows.com is the website and then the fun, the funnest thing, Instagram, same handle. And then, uh, I repost a lot of cool people's coloring there. And then we have a Facebook group, the coloring coven, where we just share coloring. It's really a good group. I moderate it and it's like really chill and fun. So join us there too. That's fantastic. Coloring coven. 
You have no I know, idea right? how much gonna I go just love the concept of that. Like that is like that is kind of like, like adding herself. Yes, like that is the funnest thing I've ever heard. A coloring coven. I love that. Kanani's like, true. I have finally found a coven that I think I want to join. Right? I can color and, and that's all I have to do. Right. Like I'm down. I'm there. I can do that. Oh yeah. Kanani's literally oh, on Facebook I'm, I'm right hunting. now. Yay, Kanani. We all know how she is. She's already there. She's already adding herself. Yay. <laughs> well, well, fantastic. So yeah, everyone go check out Amy's coloring book and the Facebook group um, and all of her amazing pages. We just want to thank all of our listeners so much for listening. If you want to support the show, the best way is to subscribe and spread the word. Please also consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also buy us a coffee or check out merch on our Etsy store. For bonus content, become a supporter on Patreon. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For show notes, audio transcripts, or to ask us a question to answer on a future episode, go to thatwitchlife.com. Until then, keep moting that shit, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye! Bye! So mote it be... Kanani dares to like deny, you know, gets upset that we want to, like when we said, no, you can't bury your husband in my hair because so many times I have called her and said, I'm bringing you an extra husband. I'm going to leave him on your front yeah, porch. Yeah, and I've already told you. I, uh, half the time I don't want the one I have, let alone the <laughs> hair. Like, I'm good. <laughs>